Welcome to Fright Club. I remember when I saw this as a little kid, I got it and thought, that's the most horrifying idea I've ever seen on film. Yeah, it's got so many good scenes. My favorite scene, I'll say, is when they were uh, at the karaoke. I've been to karaoke and nobody's ever been that pumped when I'm singing. First rule of Fright Club, you post, share, comment, and tweet about Fright Club. Actually, the first rule of Fright Club is you show up to Fright Club, and you have done that, so thank you very Yay. much. Especially tonight, because it's our first Friday night live right. at Gateway Film Center. Welcome. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we are from madwolf.com, and we've been doing, by, by our count, we've been here at Gateway Film Center in Columbus, Ohio, doing Fright Club for... I think it's been six years. Six years. Welcome. Come on in. Six years, and thank you to everybody at Gateway, including Grace, who's here tonight. Grace, thanks so much. So we've been on, yeah. Yeah, so Grace. We, we've been here on Wednesday nights for six years, yeah. and then we decided to make the move to Friday night. That's right. Feel good about it. We do. It's great because we don't have to get up tomorrow, which no, is awesome. No, so George is letting me drink. <laughs> Actually, he doesn't let me drink because I do things like, well, I slur, and also I trip over our cords and uh, crash our table. Some things we can fix in post, <laughs> some things we cannot. Hi, welcome in. Oh, she's got a, she's cat, got a cat. cat t-shirt on. That's great. <laughs> Somebody read what we're doing tonight, and I love that when you come prepared. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Welcome to some, uh, some first-timers here tonight. And if you are, and I didn't give you already a Fright Club button, we'll get you one after for sure. Courtesy of Jimmy Buttons, by the way, whose office is right over here on, uh, <laughs> off, off of uh, High Street, I think. Cash and, only. Yeah, cash only. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so much going on. Um, you might have heard us talk about before. We have, uh, we have filmed our first movie called Obstacle Corpse, which is being edited right now. Um, if you're interested, we have swag. You might have seen some here on the table. There's a couple of people wearing Obstacle Corpse t-shirts. That's Bless right. You, the coolest by people the way. in the room are. And also, we didn't plan it this way, but it just so happens that Hope's first novel is out now called Roost, and she is a published author. It's great. Um, also, some guy that uh, you might know just did the audiobook for That's that, true. and it'll be out very it'll soon. It'll be out soon. But uh, in case you're uh, interested, we've got some autographed copies of Roos. So a lot going on, but tonight we're uh, doing our, our Friday nights for Fright Club, and we're talking about Frightful Felines. But before we get to that, we got to thank our special guest from last time. Because if you didn't know, we do one of these per month here at Gateway, doing it live, and then we do one. In the studio, we record a studio version of Fright Club. And the last time we had uh, George Popov, director George Popov, join us. Yeah, from he directed Hex and The Droving. And he has been on with us before. And he came back on because he is directing and narrating a series of feature-length documentaries called Side World. And the first one is out. You can get it anywhere that you rent movies. And it's called The Haunted Forests of England. So he came on and we went through our favorite haunted forests. So not like, I mean, not a cabin in the woods countdown, not like slashers, but specifically sort of really supernatural kind of foresty movies. And he's such a great guest. Yes. You know, I mean, he really, he watches the movies, re-watches the movies. He had, and and yep. he's a filmmaker, so he's got a filmmaker's eye for movies, which yep. is so much fun, you know, to talk to. So he's great. And, and uh, they've got another one coming out soon about sea monsters, yeah. which I'm very excited Fantastic. to see. Fantastic. But so, it was fun to talk about the forest because that's maybe one of the things that scares Hope yes, the most it, is the woods. Yes. So we were, we're talking about that. So thank you uh, to George for coming on. And we got a lot of great response to that, too. We did. The and there was one, and I knew. I knew somebody would, and it was Seth, which I should have assumed. But uh, the, the 
there was some confusion over why the Evil Dead, no Evil Dead, showed up in our countdown because clearly that woods is very haunted. It's a, it's not a woods to go visit. We should have at least discussed it. We should it should have come up. We should have talked about it. And then also on the same countdown, it's funny. Donna from Cleveland left us a comment. She enjoyed that. She enjoyed the episode. But also she heard that we were going to talk about cats this time. Mm -hmm. And so she recommended a movie that she watched as a kid that terrified her called The Eye of the Cat. I'd never heard of it. I'd never even heard of it. That's tough. Yeah, that does not happen very often. Not very often. So immediately I sought it out. And it is weird as fuck. (laughs) So while it did not make the final list. While it did not make the final list, I highly recommend it. (laughs) And you can get it for free on YouTube. It's, It's just, it's like 1969 in all of its glory. Definitely watch it. Super weird. So I think we immediately know that Donna from Cleveland is our kind of people. She's our people. So yes, thank she you. is. Thank you so much. <laughs> so uh, we're looking ahead to tonight, and we're going to talk about the Frightful Felines. And honestly, we have got a movie to show tonight. I know a lot of people love it. As we were talking earlier in Happy Hour, it's very underseen. Very. We have been trying to get it on Fright Club for years. For years, yeah. Years, because it is underseen. You're right. And uh, the people that have seen it love it. And I think the people that haven't seen it. Well, how many people here have seen it already, the voices? Two, three. Three. three oh, my pe- God. So I love when this happens. Love You're going to love this movie. Love it. You're going to love this movie. And it's by the way, so great. we should mention that it was written by a native of Columbus, Ohio. That's right, Michael where, Perry. Where we are, Michael Perry, and actually his sister got a hold of us yeah. right away when we uh, got the news about that, about that, just how happy yeah, we got she booking, was. Yeah, yeah is, she, is she here tonight? I think she was going to try to make it. Maybe she'll make it later. Hope so. But anyway, yeah, that's great that he wrote it, and uh, he's gone on to write for TV. And yeah, he's, had he's, a, got, he's got several Emmys. Yeah. He does, I mean, he yeah, he's a big, giant major TV and movie writer, But this producer. was one that oh was God. before Ryan Reynolds became as big a star it as he like is now. Mid, it's like mid-Ryan. I mean, it's 2014. Yeah, but he was still hadn't found the big groove no. yet, and for some reason it just slipped under the cracks. So and it's s- also uh, Marjane Satrapi who had, right. she, she directed Persepolis, Based on her own graphic novel, it's it's not a horror film. It's just a flawless movie. It's great. Though. It's animated. So you should see it right away. It's an absolutely brilliant movie. And then this was her next film, and and it's so great. It's completely different from from Persepolis, but it's, oh yeah, it's, it's a such different. a good movie. And I I can't get over the fact that I mean, really, no one saw it. I know, but that happens sometimes. Yeah. So anyway, we're gonna try to remedy that tonight and show it. And uh, and of course, we, when we get to it on the countdown here, we're not gonna talk much about it because nobody's seen it. But we certainly hope you come down after and give us your comments, and we'll get you on the podcast. That's so right. With that, you want to get to it because when we do it here live, we're on the clock. That's right. We got to so get to it. So there's a lot of there's a lot of horror movies. I mean, horror has a has a a long history with cats, right? There's a it's a lot. It's a lot. And so one of the things that we're not going to just talk about great cats in horror movies, like the movies that we're going to talk about. The, there's a big cat theme throughout. So like, but we want to call out Church, for example, <laughs> right? From from either pet cemetery, take your pick. Great, he's a great character, and, and also, a great name for a cat. It is a great. I'm going to name him Church. Yeah, from Winston Churchill. It was shortened. Mm-hmm. And then also there is a great cat scene in one of our all-time favorites, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yeah. Um, it's it's there's a great cat. There's a great cat in that movie. There's another great cat scene in another one of our all-time favorites, Let the Right One In. Oh, my God. They do not like her. Oh, um, what a great movie. There are so many great movies that just have, like, a, a little bit of cat here and there. There's another one that there are no cats in it, and yet it's called Are We Not Cats? Are We Not? Are We Not Cats? <laughs> it's um, and it, it's just borderline horror, but when it gets to it, you're like, ooh. So um, it's worth seeing. It's yeah. worth seeing. Yeah. So that, those are a few to mention. But 
we are going to get to, we've got five, right? We do. Five frightful felines. We do and, have five uh, frightful felines. Do we start with one that we know and love? That's our cat. That's our cat. Uh, so we had to uh, get a, a, a picture there of Velma. That's Velma Do, our cat at home. And she's <laughs> what she's doing right there is she's waiting for you to come over to the bowl and pet her while she eats. She makes, she, she makes us do that. We have to stand over her while she eats. I work from home, so he really has no idea what a pain in the ass this is. Just every so often, I'll be typing away. I'll look over. She's just staring at me. I'm like, oh, my God. It's so weird. I have walk had, over I've, and just stand there and pet her. I've had several cats in my life, and I've never had a cat that did this. The nice thing is she does not. Most cats I've had, you know, they wake you up early in the morning to eat. They bat you in the face or something like that. She does not do that. She will let us sleep late, so God bless her. But, boy, once we all get up, it's just you got to come over to my bowl and pet me or I'm not going to eat. It's the weirdest thing. So we just had to get her in there. Yes, she's not did. frightful. No, so that's Velma. Not. All right, so let's go to we got a top five, so let's get at it. At number five, Frightful Felines. This is from 2015. An aspiring Romanian filmmaker obsessed with Hollywood actress Anne Hathaway goes to shocking extremes to convince Anne to star in his upcoming film. This is Be My Cat, a film for Anne. Hello, Anne. Um, my name is Adrian. I'm from Romania and uh, I want to make a movie with you. This is a film I'm making right now to convince you to come here and make that movie with me. I even convinced uh, three Romanian actresses to play in this film to show you how I'm gonna work with you. I will change the world with you, Anne. Don't make me cut you. You have 20 seconds to give me one last word and then I will close the camera. This is a wild movie. Um, we first saw this at Nightmares Film Festival here at Gateway and it was one where we, we are, we're judges for the Nightmares Film Festival and we had almost submitted that year our final picks and then we saw this. We actually had. We actually had, and this came in really late, and I sent an email, and I'm like, hold the phone. <laughs> um, we have to show this movie. It's so weird. And also, just FYI, no way Anne Hathaway is going to work with this guy. Zero chance. He has no chance. It's the weirdest movie, and it's so compelling. You, I cannot get, you can't get past it. Yeah. You cannot look away from this movie. Adrian Tofai is his name, and I don't know, some of you may have had um, communications with him on Facebook, as I have had. He's an interesting guy, um, to put it to put it mildly. And this is a wild film. Almost all of it was done in first takes, and they were very in the moment. He lived the character, very method, and it's just really you have to to, to see it to believe it. it. It's something else. Yeah, I mean it's fascinating, and it is scary, and the performances are great, and in the end, it's really very smart. Mm -hmm. It's unlike anything else I've ever seen, which is which is hard to do. It's it's a very interesting film. Yeah, it really is, and that is number five on our list of frightful felines. Is that out? Do you know where can can you see it? Oh, yeah, you, it streams everywhere. Okay, you can, streams yeah, you everywhere. Can, yeah. So yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's quite an experience. That is number five. Be my cat. Moving up to number four because we got to get going. This is from 1985. A stray cat is the linking element of three tales of suspense and horror. It's Cat's Eye. <laughs> Experience a series of electrifying adventures as seen through Stephen King's Cat's Eyes. Where's your sense of humor? <laughs> 
Bird's Eye. There's always a lot of love for Creepshow, deservedly so. It's a, it's a great anthology, and it's all Stephen King material. But I, I love this one, and I think that people just have slept on it. I mean, it just doesn't get the same kind of love um, as anthologies go, and I think it's really, really fun, and it's really, really Stephen King. I do want to point out that he also wrote for the screen a very cat-oriented film called Sleepwalkers, which blows. Sucks. It's Sucks. so bad. So the general is the name of the cat that has kind of got little pieces in two of these shorts, and then is a, is a main character in uh, in the short uh, that mainly focuses on Drew Barrymore when mm-hmm. she was super cute and little. But of the three, my favorite one is the one with James Woods, who's trying to quit smoking. I remember when I saw this as a little kid, and there's this last moment where this woman is missing her finger. And, like, I, as a little kid, I got it and thought, that's the most horrifying idea I've ever seen on film. So it always, it has always stuck with me, this movie has. And I think that it is really a fun, and I'm not a huge, often fan of of anthology mm-hmm. films, but I think it's this one is really, really fun. And actually, uh, it's director Louis Teague, and in the DVD commentary, he said that ag- against his wishes, the studio cut out a prologue that was more direct about the cat's motivations. They thought it was too silly, but he thought it it drew all the the uh, elements together. Here's why it's silly. Nobody knows cats' motivations. This <laughs> is just no, evil. The cats' <laughs> motivation is one fuck and two you. Yeah. that's their motivations. <laughs> but actually, and then there's the. Uh, he also uh, said in the uh, in the DVD commentary that the segment about quitters that you were talking yes. about, where the cat is being shocked while dancing around. Yeah, they were actually the cat handler was blowing compressed air on it. Oh, that's why it was moving around like well, that. Well, that's good. So it's not actually being shocked. But yeah, this is a good one. I know. I heard a couple of people saying, "Well, this will probably be there." Yeah. Uh, or else they're going to shame us. We well, don't have to <laughs> Michael. shame us. Michael is going to shame us. You don't have us. to shame us. It's number four, a Cat's Eye on our list. Yeah, there are a couple that makes me think of that scene right there. Mm-hmm. One of the ones, there's a movie uh, that we love called Inside. And, you know, when you watch a when you watch a, a movie, a horror movie with dogs, one of two things, it's either going to be super scary and it's going to bite you, uh, or you know that it's there to just break your heart when you hear off screen that whimper and you know that it's being killed. Those are the two reasons for a dog to be. And cats, they're not, they're ra- they're rarely victims. And like when a cat shows up in a movie, it's not going to be super scary and like, but it's like there's something sinister about the cat. But every once in a while, for example, in Inside, which we both love, mm-hmm. then that's what the scene in the in, where they where they you know blow f- air at the feet of the cat. That's mm-hmm. what it makes me think of. Mm-hmm. And but then also Bad Boy Bubby, which is a great <laughs> movie. It's a yeah. great movie, and it's super weird. And I didn't know until I'd seen it many times that they actually they kill a cat. Yeah. The cat dies. Yeah. Which is That's horrifying. Rough. I know. Otherwise, we'd have shown it. And then I found that out and thought, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and that you can't bring up the movie Inside for people that don't know without telling the story that we showed Inside here for Fright Club years ago. And we were cussed out by a nurse who said it was too bloody. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, mission accomplished there, <laughs> I guess. So that's uh, Cat's Eye. That's number four. Moving up to number three. This is our classic on the list from 1934. American honeymooners in Hungary become trapped in the home of a Satan-worshipping priest when the bride is taken there for medical help following a road accident. Yes, the black cat. Did you ever hear of Satanism, the worship of the devil, of evil? Approaching the great modern priest of that ancient cult. And tonight, dark of the moon, the rites of Lucifer are celebrated. And if I'm not mistaken, he intends you to play a part in that ritual. A very important part. Where is my wife, Karen, and my daughter? Karen? 
Well, what do you mean? I love that it says there, suggested by the Edgar Allan Poe. It should say, has absolutely nothing to do with Not one with word. <laughs> Not one word in common. Not one Not word. One word. <laughs> but 1934, two of the biggest stars of the day, Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff, this was the first of their collaborations. And it's awesome. And so we talked about this, uh, I don't know, maybe two or three episodes ago. And I said that we were going to try really hard to get it. We are going to get it. We're going to show this in November. So if you haven't seen it, Come back and watch it with us in November. Yay. It is so weird. It's such a weird movie in the, the most glorious way. It's this gorgeous black and white, really sort of, you know, the way they did in 1934. All these really very graphic images and weird shadows. It's so gorgeous. And Boris Karloff is just as weird as he could possibly be. And he really leans into that lisp in the most glorious of ways. Oh, yeah. And the movie, and it's, and Rocky Horror borrowed so much from this movie. You know, there's necromancy, mm-hmm. and there's uh, Black Mass, my favorite thing to see in a movie. And there's just so much weirdness. There is a cat, is pretty tangential, to be honest with you. It shows up often enough, but. The movie is all about how awesome Boris Karloff is when he's playing a so awesome. weirdo. So awesome. This is actually the first horror movie to mention Satanism as a cult. God bless it. Yeah, the first one to do that. And actually, speaking about cats, uh, in, in Britain, the title was changed from the Black Cat to the House of Doom because uh, over there, the Black Cats are considered a sign of good luck. Oh, I see. So it's not very sinister. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so cool. And uh, in November, yeah, go lucky cat. <laughs> Those cats. Um, yeah, mark it down. November. That's going to be our classic That's for right. Fight Club. That'll be awesome to see on the big screen. Um, yeah, Karloff, so cool. Yes. And with Bill Lugosi, the first. I forget how many collaborations they did. A few. Yeah. But this was this was the first one, and a classic for sure. That is the Black Cat, and that is number three on our list of frightful felines. Moving up to number two. This Well, this is another classic as well. Because you see the title, you think, oh, which one? No, we're going with the classic here. From 1942, an American man marries a Serbian immigrant who fears that she will turn into the cat person of her homeland's fables if they are intimate together. Cat People from 42. What, you little devil? Oh, it's all right. It's just that... Cats don't seem to Snuck one in on me. I did. I didn't know we were going to have the, the Bowie song. That's awesome. I know. Pair so that I, with the original. I stole like some retrospectives trailer because because they have the Bowie song in it, which of course obviously was not in the original. It's in the Paul Schrader remake, which is subpar. But both but that of them song have that. Is so cool. Oh my god, it's the greatest song. I love that song. Uh, and uh, and I love that pool scene in both of them. The pool scene is pretty great. And this is a dumb movie, but I mean it just is. It's a dumb movie, and the remake is a dumb movie, but I like a lot of parts of the original. I have a preoccupation with movies that are so fixated on female sexuality, like there's this hysteria around it, and I don't think any of them are more adorable about it than this one. It's like just this idea, oh my God, if I have sex, uh, it's like Twilight, right? The, the whole <laughs> book series, you know? If I have sex, I'm going to turn into some sort of a maniacal man-eating monster. Oh my God. 
I find it so cute in this movie. I can't get over it. <laughs> but also, I think the performances are really funny. I love when they're, I love the doctor in this movie because he just shows up like, I'm super helpful. Wait, you're hot and horny. Oh, my God. And your <laughs> husband is clearly into that other woman who's also clearly a lesbian. He's not getting any no matter what he does, but you, I think I can help. I mean, I love everything about that. Like, it's, 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 it's not trying to be campy. It's trying to be scary, and it's beautiful to look at. It's a really well-filmed film, but it's just the cutest thing. And it's director Jacques Chernure. I pronounced that. But uh, this movie was such a box office hit. It was huge that he went on to direct two more right or right away after that. I Walked With a Zombie yeah. and The Leopard Man to yeah. try to follow up on this success. And also, if you remember, as I do for, uh, as a kid, the old Adam West Batman series, the, guy, the actor who played Alfred, Alan Napier, has a cameo in this as Doc Carver. Little trivia there for there you, you go. for cat people. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, I just I still love the idea of pairing it with the new song. Yeah, me too. That's yeah. fantastic. I mean, anytime you can hear Bowie up there, that's great. That's, that that's why we have the hunger in so many of these, just so I can hear him sing. That's why. <laughs> Number two on our list of frightful felines. That is the original Cat People. From 1942. Moving up to number one, you probably guessed it's the one we're going to see tonight. From 2014, a likable guy pursues his office crush with help from his evil talking pets, but things turn sinister when she stands him up for a date. It is the voices. Do you ever hear a voice? Not really. Jerry. Hey, Fiona. In her eyes, you're a ridiculous peasant. Kill her, and you will discover what it feels like to be truly alive. Mr. Whiskers, he makes me do bad things. You totally stopped taking the pills, didn't you? Totally. Pretty complicated inside the human mind, huh? You remember last week when you said there is an invisible line that separates good from evil and you thought you'd cross it and I said, no, 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 you're a good boy? Yeah, I remember. So what? I've changed my opinion. All right, well, as we said, we're not going to talk much about this until after because so many people haven't seen it. Just a couple things to know. The screenplay, this movie came out in 2014. The screenplay for the film, again, written by the Columbus native, uh, Michael Perry, the screenplay was featured in the 2009 Blacklist, which is a list of the most liked unmade scripts of the year. So then it took five years after that for it to come to the screen. And on top of that, Ryan Reynolds himself did the voices for the animals. Yes. Which is fantastic. And and as you said, I mean, he, he was already a pretty big name star, but he I I had nothing for Ryan Reynolds until I saw the movie. I like I he I thought, you know, waiting, waiting's fun. He's funny and waiting, oh, waiting's but I, great. I saw this movie and thought, no, I this guy, yeah, he's in my heart now. I love this guy forever. It's just the tone is so perfect in it this is. movie. It's great. It's hilarious and heartbreaking and brilliant. I All can't right. wait for it. And everybody we'll see here it. in just a couple of minutes. Again, after be sure to come now. We want to get your comments about it, especially those who haven't seen it. One hour and 43 minutes later. Caution, possible spoilers ahead. Yeah, that was fun, huh? It's it's interesting how fun it is, but how dark it is as well. Yeah, I find it heartbreaking. Like, this movie just breaks my heart the entire time. We did talk about this on, we did we did one, actually we did a podcast, it was probably a year ago, on mental health, and obviously this one was, was on the podcast. I mean, it's incredibly well written, and the direction, there's so much pink. The direction is just beautiful because it's, you love this guy and you feel for him, and it's sad. It's really a sad film. It's sad, but it's funny. 
And what a spot-on depiction of the difference between dogs and cats. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I found myself, after a while, thinking I was trying to put a voice to our cat. Like, if our cat had a voice, <laughs> what voice would it be? <laughs> because... They are evil, yeah. Ryan Reynolds' voices for those two animals is, are fantastic. Yeah, really, and, yeah. Uh, and, of course, I love seeing Jackie Weaver. Two quick things. First, the old saying, people have dogs, cats have people. Sure. But Jerry was Norman Bates with a better personality and, <laughs> and more likability. Yeah. That's what he was. Oh, for sure. What do you think? I think I found my new favorite Ryan Reynolds movie. Nice. Uh, you definitely see his range like all like throughout the movie. Like you see the comedy that he uses throughout like Deadpool and other comedies he's been in. You get to see like his dramatic side and also you get to hear like his different voices with the animals. I totally agree. Yeah. As I said earlier, I mean, this was the movie that I didn't like him. I didn't. I didn't think of him. I didn't think much of him as an actor until this movie. And he wasn't really doing the yet the the complete Ryan Reynolds shtick, right? You know the yeah. the Deadpool thing, and that's great. But but because was, he's he's incredibly sympathetic, he's incredibly sympathetic in yeah. this movie. Yeah, and the difference in the colors you mentioned early on the colors when the difference between when he's on the meds, obviously, and when he's off the meds, uh, and part of that is is with the color, but uh, the way it it balances the humor. And, and the darkness, the mental health aspect of it yeah, is really interesting. Yeah, this movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> I had seen as the first movie I've seen out of all the Fright Clubs I've been to. And it, it brings back to also good memories because it's a movie I saw with my dad when it came out. I think it was straight to Redbox. I saw Puerto Rico with my dad. <laughs> and yeah, it's got so many good scenes. My favorite scene, I'll say, is when they were... Uh, at the karaoke, the girls, and he's at the Shin Shan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I've been to karaoke, and nobody's ever been that pumped when I'm singing. <laughs> and, and yeah, also the, the cat, it's so amazing. I didn't know he made all the voices. I got the best Scottish accent around town. <laughs> so I don't know what he's bragging about. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. We were saying uh, in the in that scene where they go back and forth between Shishen and the karaoke, it was like, when was the last time you ever saw karaoke with two people that attractive who were up there singing? Like, they'd have had a much larger audience, I think. <laughs> I don't think I've had a more disturbing and affecting mid-movie gut punch since Hereditary, and it makes me feel exactly the same kind of uncomfortable the entire time. Like, it's bad enough when he goes off his meds the first time, but then that flashback is really just um, twisting the shard of glass. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Comparing this to Hereditary, I did not see that coming, well, but, you but know I what, like though? it. I mean, because I think you're right. The first time, when he goes off the meds, uh, it's the first time you see his life the way it would be yeah. if he saw it rationally is is really tragic. Yeah. But you're right then when the first time when he takes Anna Kendrick home home and you see it's it's beautiful and it's and that's the thing I like the most about this movie is that it is it's very colorful it's very funny and it is just so heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, because like it's heartbreaking after that first moment when you see how he really lives and like you can't like I I couldn't get the tone back at that point and it became just so much darker but 
mm, just yeah, I can't uh, I can't get over that. And it still feels and even, you know, even the end here, how uh, weirdly unsatisfying it feels because it's sad. Yeah, it also reminds me of like the house that Jack built. So I guess it's the house that Ryan built. Wow. Wow. That's 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 great. That's thoughts a dark place to go. House yeah, of Jack Bell. It really is. <laughs> I mean, he does kill three people and then you know escape into a fantasy world. Yeah, so. he totally does. You're exactly right. <laughs> yeah. 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 When that, the third the third one, I mean, Andrew Kendrick, that really hurts my feelings. I just you know, I mean, first of all, she's really good. Yeah. She's really good in this movie, and she really sells. I mean, she's so fond of him, and you think maybe he could, and then you're like. No, he really can't. Like, there's no way he escapes this movie with Anna Kendrick because of what he's already done. And then when the third person just shows up because she's a nice lady looking for her friends. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Bosco's right. He's yeah. changed his opinion. He's not a good boy. You're not, you're not a good You're not a good boy. It's, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. We, we review so many movies every week, and we talked about We were talking about movies this week with the clashing of tones. And yeah. this one, you would think... It wouldn't. It would be so hard because the tones do so clash so much, but it it works somehow. It does. It really does. And I think it's because it stays so fully inside Jerry's head, mm -hmm. you know. And so we just see what Jerry sees. We see the grimness when he sees it, and and then when he, you understand why he doesn't go back on the meds because what he sees is so much brighter and cheerier. Yeah. And I and I think that's why it works as well as it does because. As a viewer, you recognize that that's not right, what he's seeing. But because you're seeing it through his eyes, he's so sympathetic. And, uh, I mean, that makes the whole thing funny and sad simultaneously. Yeah. And then her use of color is just glorious. Yeah, it is fantastic. And just another one where you, for just whatever reason, you wonder why it just didn't it didn't find an audience. But uh, we're sure glad sure. that it, that, that, it found, out. that it found an audience tonight. I can't think of another film where... Where you don't see, like if if it wasn't for that segment where he goes back on his meds, you don't see many films where you are you are seeing, you're usually seeing the re, the normal reality. You're not seeing, you're not seeing the protagonist's reality, and like that segment, like the, almost the entire film, you you don't really. If it wasn't for that segment, you wouldn't really know what is really going on in his life. And I thought that was I I thought that was fantastic. Where it, it only took that brief segment. But for the rest of the film, like someone else said, you're just like you're looking at it in a completely different light after that after that segment now. Yeah, I totally agree. And the first for, for, for me, the first moment is just seeing the, the pet shit, you know, and then and then they pan forward and you see because because you start with those stacks of of Tupperware. They're tidy. He's being so tidy as he's chopping this human up into. And then you see first you start with the cat shit and then you saw dog shit. And then you see what that really looks like. And yeah. then you see just over the on the side, you see the towels that are all bloody. It's really I mean, it's 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 just a very I think it's, it's an interesting comment on mental health. It really does. It absolutely changes the way everything prior to that, the pink in particular, like the pink uniforms. It just changes the way you see how he sees the world. And we talked about before that this was a, a, a screenplay that was on the blacklist. So you start with a great screenplay, but especially with a screenplay like this, you have to, the direction comes so much into play oh, with yeah. the kind of vision to bring this type of screenplay to the screen. And it was it's a, a really great tandem of writing and directing to make these tones work together. Yeah, so, I think, uh, and, and also the cast, just oh, a yeah. glorious cast. Yeah. Very well done. So I'm glad everybody liked it. Uh, yeah. We can't thank you enough for coming out tonight uh, for our first Friday night 
Fright Club. And, uh, and great comments, too. Thank you for that. But we'll look ahead to what's coming up on Fright Club. Well, we know we're back on we're Friday nights. Uh, book it. Mark it down. We're here the second Friday of the month here live at uh, Gateway Film Center. Oh, you brought it up on the screen. I did. We get to be a part, if you don't know it, so Gateway Film Center is going to do an A24 retrospective, 50 films, beginning in August, and we get two of them. Yeah, somebody just wrote a story about that for Columbus Underground. That's right, somebody, somebody did. Somebody like me. That's uh, right. So read that, uh, and thanks to Chris Hamill <laughs> from The Gateway to talk to him, for talking to me about that. But yeah, so fantastic. The first retrospective of A24, they have so many great films. Yes. And that's one of them. That's right. So we're going to show In Fabric, and then in the next month we are going to show Black Coat's Daughter. So there's going to be our next two Fright Club Lives are going to be two A24 films. Very excited about it. In this one, we're going to talk about clothes that will kill you. That's going to be our podcast topic. But please check out the full schedule for that A24 retrospective because there's just quality after quality film. And uh, it starts on August the 4th. And you're going to see the return of the gallery out here, (gasps) which is so great. The gallery is going to be themed for the A24 retrospective. I see us losing a lot of money. (laughs) That's what I see. I do, too. I do, too. For sure, I do. (laughs) So that's going to be great. Looking ahead to all that. And uh, we keep talking about it on socials as well. We'll get this all edited and posted soon. You can find it, of course, on our main website, which is madwolf.com and all of our socials. We've got Fright Club Pod on Twitter. Mm -hmm. We've got Mad Wolf Columbus on Facebook and Instagram. And thank you. We do have a dedicated Fright Club podcast Facebook group that we have a lot of fun, you know, having some fun and just sharing things about horror movies. So please look that up and send a request to join and we'll approve that and keep it going in there. So I want to mention one more movie. Yeah, it's terrible. It's God awful. Please watch it. Night of a 10,000 cats. (laughs) Find it. Watch it. Watch it on the free YouTube version because the sound is slightly off. And so everyone talks really slow. (laughs) And it makes it even better. It's so amazingly terrible, like in the best possible way. Please watch it. Do that. And then if you have any spare time, come over and pet our cat while she eats. (laughs) So we can live our lives. For God's sake. (laughs) All right, we got to watch this movie. Thank you so much. Uh, keep in touch. Come down after. We'll talk. And until next time, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club Podcast.